Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, Thank you, my love. Ah, welcome. It is a beautiful day, and I'm excited to be and honored to be hosting and sharing this show once again this month. And each time we meet, we explore, oh, listening to the body and checking in with some meditations, discussion, education, awareness, stories of being human, being alive, being real and topics that are so much a part of our humanity and yet often get squashed away in the shadows, sexuality, consciousness, and pleasure. So let's explore today, as we do, um, by sinking in a little bit with our body um, before we begin. And I'm going to just say, like, feeling... What's it like to be here in the moment and be in our bodies with curiosity, playful curiosity, starting to relate to our bodies in a way that's different maybe than the way that we were trained around mistrust and fear and disdain? What's it like to be curious about our own bodies and our interactions in the world? So with that, let's take a breath together. Ah, settling in, feeling the space you're in in this moment, whether you're joining in live or joining in the archives. You're all welcome here, and the energetic space we're creating is extending out to meet all of you, no matter what our time-space configuration is. Ah, inviting the slowdown. Letting your body guide you into inner awareness. What's it like to notice your pelvic bowl, your pelvic floor, and the pelvis in general, and its relationship in space at this moment? Can you feel a sense of support at your pelvis in whatever way you're seated or lying down? And just acknowledge what's it like to sense support, to feel the earth rising up to meet you. What adjustments do you need to feel that support? I'm adjusting my seat as I notice. Ah, yeah. And then take a moment to really be curious about your body as you scan through your midline to invite little subtle movements or shifts or adjustments to create space and light through the centers of your brain, behind the eyes, 
the roof of the mouth, the throat. What's it like to meet your throat for a moment and feel the qualities there? <clears throat> I noticed a little cough. I wanted to be heard. And scanning down into the space behind your heart and lungs, down through the diaphragm into the upper belly, intestines. Ah, notice the space between the kidneys. Hmm. Down into the space of the deep pelvic bowl. And in the pelvic bowl, feel and notice the pelvic floor and the womb space. Whatever way you relate to womb space as a creative center, a sexual center in our bodies. Feeling your sits bones, your leg bones in the hip sockets. Noticing your knees and lower legs, heel bones. Soles of the feet, tips of each toe. And invite the root system from your body, from the soles of the feet and the pelvic floor to spiral down through the cushions and the support structure you're seated on, down through any spaces below that into the foundation or the earth space, and beyond that into the deep soil of the earth. Ah, allowing your roots to spiral down through the water table and wrap around the central core of the earth. Gratitude to the earth and to your body, being curious about the way in which you relate. As you feel your ground, what I call yes and, yes, noticing this midline of your being and notice the relational space you're in, which way is east in your world. Can you feel it? Notice if you try to think about it or try to look at a compass. Great. That's a great support. And can you just say, spirit, guide me and notice which way east, south, west, north, above, below, and within. Gently widening your awareness to feel the space around your physical body that's still part of you. Yes, and you're, you're present with midline and body as you feel wider. Maybe as you widen, you start to notice and open your eyes into receiving light again to meet the relational space of other beings around you, humans or animals, plants. Widening out to feel the space around you as it grows out into the for me, I'm, I'm inside a, my home, inside a structure, and I can widen and feel the sweet, amazing oak tree that is very, I have a very old oak tree right in this space, and I can feel the other trees in the area. And just acknowledge being here and notice and being curious about your own body and relating to the space around you. Like, yeah, being curious. So with the breath of gratitude as you feel that. <clears throat> Gently coming back into our space time here as we explore today sex magic and pleasure as a path in life. 
So as we now continue for our exploration today, I want to bring in a little bit more about what's been really alive for me lately, which is so much. Um, this is a very full, we're in June of 2019 at the moment as we're exploring this today. And there's some really amazing cosmic stuff happening that I can't even explain. Um, I'll let the other experts of astrology bring that into the world, but I'll just say I feel it as like about a hundred things all at once accelerating. And for me, that has meant quite a bit. Like the very, very nature of my identity and being is shifting in these past few months. And I'm getting clarity in my body on that. Um, we are noticing that it is time to physically move and put out the call to the universe to say, hey, what's next? And we believe that call has been answered. It's still still underway. We'll still, you know, we'll still see what the details of that are as they emerge. And yet it's super exciting to be following each step as we're listening and seeing that there, there may be that next place. And at the same time, then recognizing that as we do, it's time to release our space that we're currently in and, and to put the call out for that, that like, wow, here it is time to call in the new stewards, so to speak, of, of our current home and who's, who, who out there is just feeling like, ah, oh, they're so ready for this next perfect space and that this is the perfect space. And so we've been putting the call out, so to speak, to invite them in. And, um, and so there's a fullness, like literally in the seven minutes before I started this show, you know, I handled like five different things <laughs> and with, with some grace and ease, like my past world I would get so spun out of control that it would go into try crispy overload of trying to do, 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 and, um, quote, stay on top of or stay in control of. And um, it, would, it would just totally burn me out. I mean, burn up and fry was my path for um, several decades of my life. And I had a spiritual awakening that I've talked about before, connected with pregnancy and birth of my daughter, it woke me up to see I had to let go of the reins. I had to quit trying to fight and control life. It's like I had this, this sense or this, what I assumed to be true at the time was that I, for life to continue, I had to do something. <laughs> like, I have to control it. You know, it, like the next breath wasn't going to happen unless I was on top of it. You know, that kind of thing. And my journey of, of what I'll call really letting go, um, a journey of listening to the body as a sacred sexual compass, a spiritual sexual compass that guides me, that guides us, and that that bloomed open my work and my path over the last 10 to 15 years. So that's now been something that's been with me for a while. And what I'm starting to see really sweetly is the, the places where I still get into that gripped place or the overwhelmed place or the, oh my gosh, I see how on the trajectory, I feel like there's so much to do that I should force it, that I should try to do this, this, and this really fast. Or, and, um, and each time I notice myself going into that place, I do my best to really breathe and ground, listen to my womb and my body and find that 
the way through looks different <clears throat> than what my dry, crispy, analytical headspace used to tell me it looked like and that I would follow. Um, but that path is exhausting. It's, like I said, crispifying. It is, it is um, draining. It, it's like sucks all the life out of. And really, what are we really accomplishing if all we're doing is, is burning the wick at both ends, right? If, if, we never, if we're never feeling like we have space to breathe and to love and to feel joy and pleasure, and we're constantly doing the next thing because we think that that's the next thing that's going to get us closer to happiness, I'll invite, then we're, we're losing the whole joy of, of being here in this lifetime. And this gets a little tricky, I think, sometimes to meet because it's not just about, oh, you know, um, I should just go have all, you know, this sort of huge pleasure of doing X, Y, or Z that just feels fun and ignore my responsibilities and, and have the big fallout of, of um, sort of, you know, not, not maintaining personal accountability and responsibility. Like, or, and um, I'll say the other, the other thing that can show up that's risky is this sort of spiritual bypassing, which is when we say, oh, you know, using spiritual terms or, or a way in which we see something about, you know, our awareness of spirituality that, oh, it all should be, you know, follow your path and your joy without spiritual bypassing is really saying, let's, let's do that without regards to the deep emotional, psychological, like deep inner work that it takes to, to free ourselves of the spaces and the crunchy bits that create the space in our body for energy to flow so no, it's not just ignoring the big, intense, um, transformational bits that can show up and feel really dark and feel really like the deep, dark spaces is what I call it. Um, so we're not bypassing that. We're not saying, oh, you shouldn't feel your anger. Just smile and be happy because, you know, you, you have a connection with source and, and that connection will carry you through. Well, yes, and when we're meeting deep, big energy, that invitation is often the stuff that's rising up that says this needs to be met and seen to be transformed in some way, not just ignored, not just cut off, not just shoved away. That never works. It, it will show up later. So the path to me of pleasure and of using sex magic is not bypassing the intensity or or the work to be done. It's, it's saying, let's dive right through the deep feelings, experience them, transmute them, change their state so that our bodies have the capacity, the resilience, the space for pleasure, joy, for that energetic quality of connection with spiritual oneness, that bliss factor, that ecstasy, that that's not just some fluffy thing that's sitting on the surface, that it's actually a change in state. And so to me, like our journey then becomes, or what I've, I've seen personally is like, can I, when I notice I'm getting contracted and trying to rush through and do something and it's making me crazy and <laughs> crispy, 
and um, overloaded, it's like, what can I do? Can I pause for a moment to see what does my body need and how can I meet some joy here? And that if I open my heart to joy, that it can actually guide me through claiming that more broadly, I'll say. I'll share an example of that in a moment. So that it becomes, it becomes a guidepost, you know, what I call the joy barometer. Um, and that it's, again, not just, oh, well, you know, because sitting around and eating chocolate-covered marshmallows makes me happy, quote, superficially happy on the surface, that I should just do that all day and not do anything else. Like, no, actually, what I learned was my body doesn't uh, like either of those things, marshmallows or chocolate, which surprised me because I ate chocolate daily for years and years and years. It wasn't until I released it that I found out what it was doing to my body. I'm not saying chocolate's bad, y'all. You can have chocolate. You just got to feel into your body whether it's for you. And for me, for a while, it's not. So that's another discussion. But um, back to then, what's it like to navigate when, when we're meeting pleasure and joy as a guidepost versus trying to numb out or um, sort of ignore things that are being asked of us by uh, numbing into the experience of pleasure, right? And that, for me, happened early on um, I was in my life. Uh, I was a binge drinker, and I would... I was working my butt off, um, doing a great job moving through school, high school and college, early college. It's funny. My binge drinking actually tapered off by the time I was in mid- midway through college. So I had years of binge drinking, but they were actually in high school mostly and early college, which is um, something that you know used to bring me a lot of shame to even talk about to say that, that, that I was torturing my body in that way. And yet it's true. And what it was, I believe, was a way to try to numb out from actually listening to what was um, being kind of put in front of me. And so what I would do is like get everything super well organized and kick ass in school. And, um, uh, you know, I graduated high school at the top of my class. I graduated summa cum laude from engineering school um, and master's degree in a, in a very short window through an honors combined program. So like I was, I was in the overachiever mode. And while that served, like, don't get me wrong, it did serve. um, There was this way in which I was, I was like, part of me was off overachieving. And the other part was like, the only way I can do this is to check out. And so this numbing path of binge drinking where I would get everything organized, go out, drink to oblivion, um, often forget like I would black out, forget what I had even done or said, wake up the next day, just absolutely, you know, and, and doing it under the guise of, wow, this is fun. I want to go out and party. This is, this feels good, right? That was the guise. So this is, this is an example of what I mean by that's that if we're, I don't call that as pleasure as a path, (laughs) right? As I noticed what it was doing to me. Um, it was not pleasure as a, as a path. It was trying to numb out and not listen to things that were being placed in front of me really um, clearly, and yet I was ignoring. So that that attempt at numbing out and disconnecting 
and well, I'll just go party and feel good and have fun. And the reality was I would get angry. Uh, the, all the stuff I was trying to squash away would just blurt out and um, be mean. You know, I'm not proud of the times that I was really mean when I was drunk. And wake up the next day sort of like, oh, like grimacing as I blink open my eyes to the light to see, you know, with pounding headaches and hangovers that were not fun and, um, and, and then grimacing at like, oh my gosh, what did I do? How, what, you know, I, it was like, I would go through the recount and this happened like every weekend, you know, it would be kick ass during the week and then let's plan a time to go out and get drunk, binge drink, wake up the next day, grimacing in pain, and then recapping, recounting, like, what all did I do last night? Did I do something stupid? Did I say something mean? Did I, what happened? You know, and, and just like recounting in fear and shame and spiraling then in self, self disdain. Like I really hated myself in those moments. And then I was like, no, okay, okay. And then just sort of like pulled myself together go kick ass in school again for another week or two and then do it all over again. And it was the cycle. And um, I maintained the cycle well, because I also went off and did, you know, really powerful things in terms of academia and later in an engineering career. The key that finally, you know, like what really started to happen for me was much later when I mean, I, I started to release the drinking fairly early on, recognizing that it was not working for me. I had gained a bunch of weight. That was one of the big clues. So body was basically miserable. Like I just, ugh, I didn't fit in clothing. I didn't feel good about myself. It felt horrible. And I, um, I started to slowly kind of unwind from that path and that process. Um, not all the people around me did, and that was awkward. So I started to lose things that I had, that had been comfort and support. And um, that unpacking and unwinding just happened at first sort of slowly. And then it was much later that the, um, the birth of my daughter woke me up and said, oh, my gosh, we're going to do this different. So, but it was the beginnings of listening to my body, of seeing the weight and feeling the weight on my body and wanting to change it were what part of what helped me wake up to doing it differently. So you know, one might say, well, yeah, that's fun. I want to go party or I want to go do this, this thing or drink, um, or I, I just want to drink to loosen up or I want to have a, you know, relax or, or whatever. And I really want to invite like really checking in with our intention and what's really happening. And, you know, if it is truly something that, that you meet as um, something that supports your body, or is it something that is not supporting you and you're trying to hide behind it. And um, that is a big difference. So the the nature then of that, like you might say, well, that, that's pleasure. Well, in my case, it wasn't. It was torture. <laughs> it would be ups and downs, swings of like, oh, yeah, this feels good, but I'm numb and I'm not present for it. And then um, a huge swing into feeling the, the horrors of the aftermath. And um, and then having to na- navigate that emotionally. Uh, so the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental beings that we are, when we are exploring what's it like to meet the path of pleasure, it's meeting all of those layers. We can't just bypass one for the sake of another. And 
that wholeness is part of what guides us as our compass. Our body becomes the compass because it's our body and our bodies, our energetic bodies, um, all together are that guide. So let's take a short break as we are now exploring today sex magic and pleasure as a path in life. And we will come back for more. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, June 18th, 2019, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, love. Mm. So sex, magic, and pleasure as a path. All right. Now we fast forward in my own personal journey. And um, as I woke up and started to listen to my body and really start to meet what, what, you know, like how can I meet and learn from my body? And um, that began with, in those early days, like this, this, again, this invitation, like you've got to let go, you know, being urged by even uh, an amazing spiritual mentor and therapist guide of mine, who was like, Leslie, let go of the steering wheel, you know, I had this white knuckle grip on like the steering wheel of life that said, you must, I must drive every moment. And um, having an, an infant really woke me up to like, because I was a super anxious mom early on, just every moment, you know, almost like if I didn't control everything, again, she wouldn't survive. Like she wouldn't, it's like, if I didn't plan every moment, then she wouldn't take that next breath. And, and to, to the point of like literal exhaustion, you know, I remember one point at about three weeks, no, it was even younger than that. She was just days old, probably. And um, or maybe a week or two in, and we, in the cycle of sleep, my cycle of sleep was way, way whacked off. <laughs> like, um, and my brain wanted to do the math about it. So it was like, okay, so she eats about every three hours, and it takes 45 minutes to nurse. And, um, you know, or I, I would do all this math, basically, like 45 minutes to nurse, and then I would need to take care of my body needs, like if I needed to eat myself or use the bathroom or, heaven forbid, try to shower, that was pretty much like non-existent, then I'd have like this short window of maybe an hour and a half left before she'd need to start to eat again that I could sleep. So then that would, that hour and a half would start, and I'd be like, okay, okay, I'm going to sleep. Hurry up and sleep, you know, and that doesn't work well when you're like, okay, I'm going to sleep. So let's hurry up and sleep. And I'm, it's like, I I'm feeling the anxiety of needing to fall asleep is very much directly interfering with the capacity to fall asleep because I was again, trying to drive things. So there's no, there, this journey of letting go started to emerge and it was slow at first and it started to build momentum. Thank goodness. 
And I really started to feel and learn very viscerally what's it like to, to let go. As then my journey over the next 15 years or so, I started to realize and see and meet my body in different ways. And what I call a journey of body awakenings happened. And this was acknowledging places in my body that were holding information, whether that was old trauma. Um, so when I say trauma, we've talked about this on this show before as well. I'm going to use that definition very widely, that to me trauma is any time our body is holding some information from a past experience that it held in the way that felt the most equilibrium, the most balance that we could manage in our spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental selves. And that now what might be being revealed in the moment is that, hey, we're resourced in a new way from whenever that past time was, that there's a space, there's a possibility to invite that energy to go a different way. So trauma then becomes simply a way that, that our body's holding old information, and that can be from things that are really overtly abusive, and it can be from things as simple as just being yelled at or parents that were emotionally unavailable. There's a lot of things that can show up that, that, that cause our bodies to hold information in ways that don't necessarily feel all that great, but are the best way we've got at the time. So as we now go with the journey of going, let's listen and, and really unwind, we can invite these old things, these old experiences to go a different way from the body. And in my journey, that began with um, waking up to see the uh, um, it, it probably, there were a couple pieces that came together. And one of the biggest pivot points, I will say, one of the biggest pivots points in the path of pleasure was what I would call my yoni awakening or my G-spot awakening. And that was when I had this really powerful experience through consciously touching and being aware of the content that was starting to rise up out of my body from my, what I would call G-spot, which is actually the female prostate which is actually another way to put it, the urethral sponge area. And it's a whole body of tissue that um, is, is spongy. It absorbs. So in our bodies, no matter our gender and the gender spectrum, we all have a prostate of some sort. It just depends on where it's located, whether it's most accessible through the rectal wall or most accessible through the vaginal wall. It just depends on the way our bodies are set up physically. And, this area is a sweet spot of, of holding our whole sexual history. So as I started to meet it years after some um, sexual trauma early in my life, I found that that sexual trauma was still held there. And in a way that I didn't think was any big deal. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I have this memory of this time when this, this thing happened, this inappropriate touch by a babysitter that had happened when I was about a 10. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's never that I didn't know that happened. I just would wave it off like, oh, why are you here right now? I don't want to deal with you. And I would keep trying to sweep it under the rug and not actually unwind it. And, and it wasn't until many years later in my early 30s that I started to really like it came back and it came back in a way that I was now resourced to meet it. Um, and that's the beauty. Our bodies know. It's not going to bring it in if we're not available to meet it in some way. So for me, it, it came in. It was hard to meet and deal with. Um, it was uncomfortable. 
And as I unpacked that through work around listening deeply to the body that, that weaves now into the work that I offer folks, and through that caring, loving touch and presence and unwinding, I was able to release the stuck energy that was held in that part of my body and open to a path of feeling good about feeling good. And that was kind of a pivot on that path. There have been many body awakening sense of what's it like to really let pleasure flow through our bodies as a guide path. And that as it meets the places that feel crunchy or uncomfortable and maybe bring up sadness or anger or tears, that we don't ignore those places, but we gently lean into them. It's not about diving headfirst back into the trauma, but gently unwinding, letting the letting the old stuff light up just enough so we know it's there so that now it's something we can meet and invite to go a different way. We can transmute it. To me, that's the path of pleasure. So I spent quite a bit of time like really meeting these tender places in my body and specifically my yoni in my vagina, at my uterus and cervix, places at my clitoris and pubic bone, places along the, the pelvic rami, the bones, um, the ridges of bone at, at the deep pelvic floor, and it's part of the pelvis, and the tissues all surrounding the area, the perineum, the anus, the labia, the vulva, also at the scrotum and the penis, depending on our bodies. These are all areas that hold information, and they're areas we don't tend to want to meet unless we're, quote, having sex with someone. And um, what I want to invite is it's actually by meeting and listening to our body, our whole body. We can't just draw a box around our sexual anatomy, our genitalia, and, and assume that we just set that aside. Like it's being a whole being and listening to our whole body as the journey, as the path. So in my personal experience, what that meant was these awakenings were happening. I opened into a path of ejaculation and like, what? just finding this whole path of letting go and the pleasure involved with that. And then that journey opening into points of, of release at my tailbone and points of release later in my hands, in my mouth and jaw, um, breasts and nipples. I had points along my heart and the, my back body. There, and these are all parts of a journey that I have outlined in my first book that is coming. Sacred Sexuality, Listening to Your Body. So this journey of, the, of me from the bound up stuck place to the actually listening and, and exploring the body as this compass to then practices and things to take with you are part of what this book is bringing. So I invite you to stay tuned to subscribe at my website so that you're in the loop when that becomes available because this journey then and the tools, like I invite, I share there the tools for how do you meet your own body and listen to your body because your, your body is going to communicate with you in its unique divine way. It's not that my answer is your answer. It's that your body, what is it like? What I'm inviting in the book is what is it like to, to explore some possibilities and have tools to meet your own body as a spiritual sexual compass to unpack and unwind and explore your full, authentic self, being feeling good about feeling good and feeling alive. 
when so many of us, myself included, have learned to not feel good about feeling good. And so this little pathway in the brain and the neural wiring of the brain, we start to feel pleasure and it shuts it down. Oh God, you start to feel good, but no, you're a bad girl if you feel good. That was one of my stories. And so I would shut it off. So the journey of pleasure and feeling good becomes one of really listening to the body, unpacking the ways that we wrote a story or had some neural wiring that said it shouldn't be that way and release that into actually allowing the path. So in my journey of body awakenings then, what I found, and this brings us back to today's topic, sex magic and pleasure as this path in life, is that I could now start to meet over time, not just that, that during sex it had to always be about meeting the tender, crunchy bits, which often was early on. There was a lot of deep emotional territory I had to meet and listen to and invite to be heard and rewrite old stories that I had written from a very young age around, again, pleasure being bad. And that journey of rewriting those stories and clearing the path then made it available to start to really intentionally work with sex magic, which is to say, what's it like to now meet this pleasure? What I would call like the shakti, juicy energy of life that can flow through our bodies when we open and allow it and have that be the guide, like, moving through our body and the nature of sex magic in its simplest sense and we can all do this no matter where we are on our journey it's not that you have to meet some out meet some destination to bring in sex magic like this is available to us all right this is the path of pleasure is that we can all meet our version of what's it like to call upon our juiciness as and our pleasure as an, an additional fuel, as a fuel to say, how can I heal my body? How can I connect deeply with others? How can I manifest my heart's desires? And then transcend, connect with source, God, divine, in whatever way we relate to that sense of other, of mystery. We have a direct capacity to meet that bliss of oneness that doesn't require going through someone else's structure the way many of our sort of, um, what I'll say, like conservative or really rigid views of religion sometimes make you believe that you have to go through somebody else to get to God. Now, not all religions do that and not all facets of all religions do that. Um, But this is what's it like to claim it this is your own personal body sovereignty. This is your sacred body that you get to claim sovereignty over and recognize your power of connection with source directly, with God directly. And with that oneness that is, that is pleasure, it's like unpacking the layers that we've built on top of it to reveal the bliss that we are. We are love. We, we are an embodiment of love at its very core. What's it like to just remember that? And it sounds so simple in a way, and it is in a way. It is like that straightforward. It isn't always easy, but it is that straightforward, like really unpacking things so we can feel good about feeling good. So then sex magic becomes this way of saying, hey, I'm now making a choice. This is my body. 
my sacred body that I'm choosing, I get to be here in this lifetime with. Like what a magical gift that I get to relate to this vessel, this organism. And I'm going to care for it and I'm going to listen to it. And then, and then as I do, it's going to care for me and love me back. That is beauty. I have seen it as I, as I shifted my own, like I used to beat myself up. I told you about the binge drinking, like that is torture on the body. My liver wasn't happy. I would wake up my, like, I would just reek. My body would just stink, like horrible breath and taste in the mouth. Like it was just having to clear bodies working overtime to clear the nasty toxins that I had been shoving in it for 24 hours. And, and then that doesn't, you know, it can only do so much So that builds up over time. It's really intense. So, you know, that ick of like the way I was treating my body, um, you know, it worked really hard to have to clear and, and, and help me move through that. And I'm really grateful that it did in a way that, you know, I can love it now. So I have a better relationship with my body than I've ever had in my life. And I'm almost 50 years old. I feel better in my body than I've ever felt. And, you know, part of this is claiming this, you know, I accredit it to claiming and connecting with my sacred sexuality. So, so back to sex magic, then what's it like to open to this energy as fuel for aligning? Because it's, it's really aligning us to our authentic self. Like we are a infinite being here in finite form or an energetic being having this physical experience. So how do we let ourselves in? You know, we got to, we got to make a little space. So now that we do, we can cultivate our sexual energy as a fuel, as a potency, as a delightful self power that we can now relate with, with our lover or lovers or just ourselves. Our lover can be ourselves. Our lover can be spirit. It just doesn't require a partner. Um, When we, engage with a partner as just an additional cultivation. Now it's a dual cultivation or, or it's cultivating with multiple partners and opening that space together. And there's ways to do all of that, but just starting with self for today, I want to invite you in what way, what are you choosing to call in for your life? So we'll come back to that, that piece of it, but like what sex magic really is, is like, let's use this sexual energy um, relate with it in a way, not even use, that makes it sound like it's like a domination thing, but it's like saying, no, like, can I open to feel good? Can I open to smile and love and be joyful and happy and laugh as I'm meeting my energy? Can it feel good to have it actually move through my body? Can I notice places where it feels crunchy? Okay, great. Then like, let, let that have its space move the energy there? Is there some roaring that needs to happen? Or are there some tears that need to move? Let those happen as a pathway instead of staying swirled in it. So that now the simplest form of sex magic that, that um, I can speak about is just really saying, hey, I'm going to use pl- pleasure and love and energy. And intentionally, this is the key, is like make an intentional choice on how I'm meeting it. So that I, I, you know, for me, I, I literally call in the directions. I meet the way I relate to my body and the orientation in space. So I'm, again, aligning with my body, feeling ground, the way we did at the beginning of this program, feeling ground, feeling um, the sense of, of mystery or beyond or other divine above, 
that light within, as well as acknowledging the directions of east, south, west, and north all around me, that's part of what creates then. And, and call in. Call in the support and the guides. I have many ways I do that. Find what's yours. Call in your support and guides and ask for like the guidance and protection for this experience. And then intentionally call, cultivate sexual energy and ask for it to be of service in some way. So that sex magic can be about what I'll invite, like calling in, for example, this example I gave earlier in this show, we're literally in the time of, of moving potentially. You know, not all the details are here yet, but we're, we've like called in, what's the next space we're going to go? We think, we think that's become clear. So now as we put our house on the market and go, okay, it's time to release it to a new owner, we, can, we do and we did a sex magic ritual. What's it like to intentionally call in pleasure as a, as a beauty, as a path through our bodies and put that out into the universe, guided and supported in a way with our unseen guides, such that it puts that, it's like the little spiritual beacon that says, we are so ready. Who are you? We know you're out there. The person who's seeking this home as a perfect space for you and this, that we can, in our love and in our pleasure, invite that beacon, that call to manifest and call in and magnetize that being to find this space. That's one way to work with sex magic. You can also work with it to call in other things in your life. You can work with it to create a project. You can work with it to, wow, create a baby. So yes, you know, we make conscious choices with our sexual energy. We can consciously conceive by creating that ritual space and calling in the being that's ready to, to, um, uh, step in and become, you know, and, and be embodied in the, the newly forming egg and sperm connection in, in two beings that are choosing to create a physical human life. So not all sex is about that, and it is sometimes. And when it is, wow, isn't that cool that we can intentionally call it in rather than have it be sort of a random occurrence or something that happens accidentally, which also happens, and that's not bad. So this is what I mean by sex magic and pleasure as a path. It's about honoring our bodies as sacred and honoring our sexual energy as a very intentional, powerful exploration, not just random, not something to um, ignore or shove away, um, but to feel good about, to feel good about pleasure, to feel good about meeting our bodies and within the realm of conscious intentional sharing, right? We're honoring consent for all the beings involved. It's not about hurting yourself or anyone or anything. And when that's true, wow, follow your pleasure. (laughs) And it feels like such a beautiful thing to invite, right? Like, wow, you mean we're allowed to feel good? You know, we're so trained that pleasure is a bad thing. So letting yourself actually feel pleasure what would it be like what would it mean to you if in your day-to-day journey you let pleasure be your guide and so sinking into that moment of for me getting my feet out into the backyard and feeling the grass and the soil between my toes and ah 
taking a breath and singing. And doing some embodied movement and dance and feeling how that feels good to stretch energy through my body. And that that breath or two or three can take just tiny amounts of a day and feel so much better. And maybe self-touch and self-pleasure. I offer a self-pleasure ritual. If anyone is feeling called to that and you haven't received it, contact me. Reach out at my website, lesslieblackburn.com. I'll send it to you. So feeling good about feeling good. This is my prayer for all of us. It's straightforward, yes, but it isn't always easy. But to me, I believe it is the path that then we together as a community, as we're all in this together, we co-create a culture of love and respect for our bodies, each other, ourselves, and the planet. With that, let's take another short break, and we'll be back for listening to the body. joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie Blackburn has a detailed website where you can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing lists, sign-up, and much more, again at leslieblackburn.com. Announcing Leslie's new leadership program, for those who support others' sexual empowerment. The program is titled Claiming Your Sacred Sexual Shamanic Self, and applications are open now. See details at leslieblackburn.com and fill out the interest chat form so she can have a conversation with you about whether this is the right thing at the right time for you. Leslie also offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Zoom, Skype, or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred Sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. And a reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. Also, if you like what you heard today and want more, there's a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, Thank you, my love. Oh, and thank you all for joining in, for listening, 
for exploring either again live or in the archives. And let's settle in now for a bit of a journey of planting a seed for your sex magic. So take a breath, feel your pelvic bowl, feel your pelvic floor, acknowledge your ground. Mm, And just sit with what is it you would like to invite or call into your life? What is it you'd love a little bit more of in your world? And sit with, like, what does that look like? Is it a project? Is it inviting or calling in an energetic from a a fellow being? Is it calling in some support for yourself in the form of courage or patience or love? Think of it and, and start to shape it in, in a positive wording. In other words, if you feel like, oh, well, I've, I've, I've been so sick lately, I don't want to be sick anymore, then maybe what it is is you're calling in health or you're calling in uh, ease in a part of your body or, or vibrancy or love. And then take a moment to just sort of plant that into, think of it as a little seed that you're planting down into the pelvic bowl. Let your pelvic bowl, your womb space, receive this seed. And literally feel what it's like to feel it real. Give a little smile on your face as you receive this vibrancy or you create this project. What would it mean to you to to do that? Feel the, ah, as if you've created that already. And let yourself feel the joy of it. And then take some time, whether that's right after this show or later, but really intend that you're going to come back to this seed and with the intention of cultivating sexual energy, invite that energy to invite that seed to sprout and to call in what you're seeking. So reaching your breath deep into your pelvic bowl, your body, and feeling the gratitude. Claim your sacred body, claim your sexual sovereignty. You get to choose how you meet your body and when and with whom. And then in that sacred body, sovereign choice, you get to explore how you meet your energy. If you feel like you want support, reach out to receive that support, claim it. I offer work in this realm, supporting people to claim your sacred sexuality, your sexual sovereignty, your choice, your power, This is work I offer in my work privately, which we do here in person in Southeast Michigan or anywhere you are that you have access to internet. We can do that work online as well. So with the breath of gratitude, ah, planting your seed and intending to come back to cultivate it, honoring your sacred body sovereignty and your sex magic, With deep gratitude, namaste.
Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.